Hello and welcome to a Thursday, April 27th edition of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, and I'm joined by my guy, Kenny, as we go through a game that I didn't necessarily think would actually happen. I was expecting this to be a rest day after uh, what we were seeing with uh, with Atlanta coming up, but now nah, they found a way in Boston without DeJounte Murray to go ahead and pull a game back to get this series extended to six. And now they're back at home taking on uh, the Celtics in what could potentially be a scenario where they push them to game seven. And man, I, I just don't even know what to do with the playoffs anymore. Everything seems out of whack. We're seeing Miami Milwaukee go all the way down to the end and Miami could find a way to push Milwaukee out as well. But it's just been, been crazy. Kenny, how is your David going? How have your prospect been going? How's your playoff experience going? Let's just start with the playoff experience. I really <laughs> thought this would be a one game Thursday, especially since it's my birthday. And I really thought it was going to be Clipper Suns, but um, we got something I wasn't expecting. You know, um, I don't even think Atlanta was expecting this since they booked the Janet Jackson concert um, the same time as the Heat game. Uh, when it comes to props, um, NBA wise, I've been doing all right. But when it came to EuroLeague playoffs, I'm, I, I got to be up about 2,500 right now. Oh, okay. um, so it's been good. It's been good. Oh, glad, uh, glad someone's having it because I've been finding that uh, I'm getting kicked in the nuts in all the ways that I'm trying to think that it's going to work out well as far as some of these money lines are going. So, yeah, it's been that. And uh, we're looking like we're getting to right at the end of that uh, first round of playoffs. And I mean, these second round games are going to be absolutely insane. But for us to find out who's actually going through just seems to be a exercise in futility right now. But it's a one-game showdown. I said just the one game to worry about here, Boston and Atlanta. A 232.5 game total for this one with Boston being favored to win by 6.5. So clearly Vegas thinks they will be able to go ahead and close it out in Atlanta for this one. But as far as uh, kind of overall availability goes, the good thing is DeJounte Murray, who just had that one-game suspension for his run-in with the referee in the last game, is going to be back on the floor as expected. So it is going to be two full strength teams going at each other. And, you know, with that one game showdown, you're looking at that MVP slot. And I'll start with you, Kenny, who are you uh, potentially looking at as far as MVP is concerned? Who's uh, who's on your slate in terms of who's going to be the best raw point scorer or best value for money tonight? Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm really only looking at um, two choices and that's um, Murray and white. Um, if I'm doing a cash game, I would be looking at either um, Tatum or Bogdanovich. Um, reason for both of them, cash game-wise, you really want to play safe as possible, <laughs> especially when you're doing the showdown on cash games. So when you have Tatum, I really do feel like he will have a bounce-back game. Um, after his last performance, um, I don't even think he cracked uh, 40 DraftKings points on Tuesday, if I remember right. Um, no, he just got to 40. Hmm. Um, so you're looking at a nice little floor of at least 50 points out of him. And with Bogdanovich, if you do think that the upset will happen, I really do think that Bogdanovich will need to have at least 15 to 20 points in order for that to happen. Then you can plug in um, a couple more stars. Yeah, I agree completely. As far as my MVP is concerned, I was basically looking at Murray pretty much all the way through most of my lineups, just the way it's kind of working out. He seems to be the perfect guy to plug in, not only for his uh, current price tag, but 
The fact is that he hasn't really had a dud throughout the series. I mean, he's been sitting at around that low to mid 40s floor pretty safely throughout this while showing you the kind of upside he can have with that uh, game two kind of 55 uh, DK point explosion there. So for guys going to be sitting in my MVP slot, I want the one who can kind of go off for his value, giving me a little bit more kind of space to be able to get in some of these mid-tier guys. Uh, and you spoke about Bogdanovich already, absolutely on that. I do also think DeAndre Hunter is a guy I'm going to continue to uh, target just for, again, from a GPP perspective. He's shown he's been a bit Jekyll and Hyde as far as uh, the series is concerned. But when he's been hot, he's been really hot. And uh, he's had let's see, one great game at home already earlier on in this uh, in this series. We went 11 of 17 in that. But just the fact that he's getting his field goal attempts to consistently be in that uh, low to mid double digits that kind of works out for everything else. Now, his price slot has gone up a little bit. 6600 does get him into that kind of range where he's around the same price tag as someone like a Marcus Smart, who I'm also going to be finding myself targeting pretty uh, pretty heavily of the other guards that are there. But we're, when we're talking ownership, when we're talking about where people are uh, potentially going to be spending uh, their uh, their time and focus, I think DeAndre Hunter might go a little bit under the radar and uh, I end up taking kind of a little bit of benefit on that. And we also got to see in the last game, uh, John Collins finally get some of his offense going. And I just think regardless of whether Murray is there or not, they need John Collins to be able to at least get you 10 to 12 shots in a game. It's uh, it's just one of those situations where, uh, like, regardless of what his shooting percentages have looked like in the vast majority of this series, if he's not offensively involved, he looks absolutely just out of the game altogether. And we saw a much more engaged performance from him in the last one. And I think they're going to be looking to kind of build off on that. 5,000 gives you a good opportunity to be able to get a little bit of upside there as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not too big on Collins. Um, I, I never really been much of a fan of him when it came to fantasy production and props. I've typically just taken as under, um, but one person that you didn't mention that I feel like might have a little bit of a role and can actually save you a little salary is um, a Kongu. Um, I really do feel like his floor in this game should be about 20 minutes and about 15 drafting points. And if you plug him in for four sets, you could look at lineups where you can actually have both Tatum and Brown hmm. in or a lineup where you have both Young and Murray in. So if you want to save some salary, um, I would say a Kongu or Bay will be the best route to it. Since that um, $400 difference from Collins to a Kongu can actually make your lineup a whole lot better on paper. Yeah, agreed. I, I think the way that some of these are working out for me, I was finding myself in more of the uh, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray situations. In fact, I think apart from... Uh, the one where I was taking both smart and white, I kind of found myself almost unconsciously fading a lot of uh, Tatum and Brown in there. As you said, they're probably going to be in more of my cash lines than anything else. But from a GPP perspective, I looks like I'm finding myself in a lot of like four two scenarios as far as uh, Hawks to uh, Hawks to Celtics <laughs> player exposure is concerned here. Clearly I'm, I'm hoping for either an upset or just the fact that Atlanta at home is going to put up a, a fight that's closer than the uh, six and a half point spread is seeing here. So that's a, uh, it's a bit of my uh, bet on that side of things, but um, any other thoughts on this before we jump onto the thrive side of things? Uh, yeah. Um, if you, I, I kind of think I understand which route you're going, um, especially if you're using um, 
Murray as your MVP, but if you actually switch White to your MVP, you can actually get um, most of the lineups with um, Tatum and Brown because that little $1,000 difference make a whole lot in uh, building more Celtics in your lineup than Hawks. Yeah, well, that's why we have uh, the option of having multiple lineups in there to see if you can hedge over one or the other. But, yeah, I see where you're going with that, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. But – I said the one game, the good fun part is that uh, we have our uh, our players to target, but then we also have our Thrive Fantasy side of things, which I feel like uh, I can stay very much on brand with what I'm looking at here because almost, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but 36.5 for uh, DeJounte Murray for his points, rebounds, and assists seems like a bit of a gimme. I don't know how else to be able to put it for him to go over and for them to be offering 130 points for that. He has only had one game this series where he was uh, below that uh, 36 and a half. And even then it was uh, super close. And it was actually right on 36. And that was in uh, game three of the series there. Beyond that, he's been well clear of it, often being uh, either into the uh, high 30s to low 40s. So I like that uh, PRA a lot. And it's probably going to be the one that I go with, with most. While my second one would be the, uh, the DeAndre Hunter side of things where, again, I think that he's going to continue to be a much more relied upon offensive option on on this team and 18 and a half for him to go over that is something spicy that i do like to see uh getting a little bit of exposure to yeah um i also do love this little uh murray over 36.5 especially for 130 i felt like that might have been a typo felt like the less would have been 130 um but the only other prop that i like on here is um trey young under 41.5 points rebounds and assists for 95 points um, I really do feel like in this spot, I actually don't see Atlanta winning. So I feel like this will be a closeout game. And I do feel like a lot of that uh, great. Well, yeah. Um, uh, did you hear my picks? Uh, so, I, so I heard the uh, the unders that, that you were uh, going with for Trey Young. And then after that, just went quiet for a second. Oh, um, no, I was going to say um, when it comes to Hunter, um, I probably will be looking at the under on that, too, uh. since. I do see Atlanta getting eliminated this game. <laughs> Fair. And the only role player that I do see contributing quite a bit in terms of points is actually going to be by talking a bit. Yep, I, I think that's a that's probably a fair and, and probably a safer option to be able to go through. But hey, man, if we're if we're dreaming big with the, what Atlanta is doing over here, if they're going to somehow find a way to push this to seven, it means that some of these guys are going to go nuts. And well, might as well go all in on that opportunity on a one game slate where we can go a little bit crazy, but as always keep uh, engaging with us, get us on sportsethos.com, get on our discord to be able to ask the pros as well and start to share what you're thinking about this, what uh, your playoff experience has been so far, uh, obviously with uh, the Clippers, I'm sure Kenny's not very happy, but happy birthday to him regardless. But the point of that is that we have a really exciting second round onwards coming. Still quite a few games to be decided over here as far as what the first round is looking like. I know I'm actually looking on the side here. It looks like Miami's up by five in overtime in the in the uh, with a minute and what 40 or so left. So maybe that could be a big upset happening there as well. So just a lot to potentially think about. Keep engaging with us. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at HK underscore devil and talk to me about where your mindset is as far as your MVP pick and the rest of your lineup. And Kenny, where can the good people find you as well? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. I'm always talking about all levels of basketball. We got the first round heating up in the EuroLeague playoffs. Uh, we got WNBA coming in May. And, of course, we got NBA playoffs until June. Absolutely. And you're going to get all of those outside the norm picks when you're talking to uh, Kenny on Twitter. He was telling me just how well and his props have been going, especially like I said, EuroLeague, all of those areas where people don't usually end up focusing on. That's where you get the benefits of asking the pros. So definitely engage with him on that and keep engaging with us as we go through the rest of the playoffs here. Good luck with uh, the Boston and Atlanta game here. Hope everyone has a big night and let's go and take down some of these showdown GPPs.